On this episode of Water Flying, we are at Madden's Resort in Brainerd, Minnesota. You are listening to Water Flying, a show dedicated to all things seaplanes. Brought to you by the Seaplane Pilots Association. My name is Steve McCoy. I'm the executive director of the Seaplane Pilots Association, which is the world's largest nonprofit advocacy organization dedicated to the protection and promotion of the water flying community. Climb aboard! We're about to start today's episode. Well, I am so excited to be on the road with water flying. Once again, we're at Madden's Resort with Ben Thuringer. Uh, who's a not only a lifetime Seaplane Pilots Association member, but he's an owner-operator of seaplanes, even has a seaplane base here at the resort. And we're going to talk about this amazing destination for seaplanes and seaplane pilots at Madden's Resort in Minnesota. Thanks for being here, Ben, taking time out of your very busy schedule. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. So we uh, just got done hosting, uh, or you just got done hosting the Minnesota Seaplane Pilots Association Annuals uh, uh, Safety Seminar that we were here for. Uh, what an amazing event. I always look forward to coming here. Why don't you, as a host of the event, talk a little bit about what it's like to have uh, 40 airplanes pull up at your uh, property? Wow, it's it's. I look forward to it every single year, and it is just a lot of fun. The crowd has been growing every year. It was a it was a. It's just turned out to be a, uh, a remarkable event that everybody comes here to uh, to not only fly but to learn about seaplane safety within our seminar as well. And the uh, the cast of characters that come in are uh, just truly a remarkable uh, group of people. We have uh, folks, uh, you know, Steve McCahey here, Mike Mark. And all here and uh in a lot of different varieties of aircraft coming in this was one of our best years yeah and uh a huge beach uh with uh seaplanes lined up all the way down uh the beach of uh, three caravans i think a couple of beavers 185s a huge selection of airplanes you know i took account at one point see we had more heavy metal this year than we've had in the past there were six caravans at one point six caravans. two kodiaks a beach 18 two beavers yeah it was it was a lot of fun but uh um and then the super cubs and everything of that sort are are just a lot of fun as well yeah, and we even had a Grumman Albatross in here yesterday. We did, yes. They were here uh, doing rides for a, for a local fundraiser. Um, Tony Philippi does an awful lot for the community, and uh, they came in and gave uh, gave rides to eight lucky individuals. Wow, that's amazing. And as an Albatross pilot, we were hoping to kind of sneak aboard uh, and do some flying, but uh, we ended up having a great lunch here and actually signing up a lifetime member while we were eating lunch, which was totally unexpected. So this is truly an amazing property. Uh, it is family owned and operated here in Minnesota, which is really special, but also it's incredibly historic. It goes back to the early 1930s, does it not? Yeah, um, 1929 is when wow. uh, my grandfather and his brother came to this area. Um, there was uh, there was some hospitality going on before that. A gentleman by the name of Arthur Roberts came to this area and roughly right around 1915 and started building what is now our Madden and Golf Club. That was known as the Roberts Hotel back then. 
and their hopes was that the rail car would be coming from the Burlington Northern Station in Brainerd, which was a central hub of travel in Minnesota, out to the Gull Lake area. They were, uh, Gull Lake didn't have anything at that stage of the game, and uh, they wanted to get rail car out here so folks could enjoy the lake. Um, back then it was uh, not weekend-long vacations, but folks from Chicago, Missouri, um, the Kansas City area, Iowa, we call it the beat the heat. They were coming up to Minnesota <laughs> to... Uh, to, to beat the summer's heat for uh, for a month or more at a time. Wow, a month-long stay. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Well, I, I again, I, I can't, I just, I'm amazed. So you have something like 63 holes of golf on four different courses here. So if you're a golfer and a seaplane pilot, this is a pretty amazing destination. But you guys also have tennis and kayaks and hiking and biking and um, wake surfing and, and a water ski school, trap shooting, axe throwing. You have marina rentals. I mean, it goes goes on and on and on. Uh, five restaurants? Uh, yes, uh, we have seven restaurants. Seven on restaurants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you have a great beach for swimming. Uh, you have a full-service spa, too, so people can come here and get a massage and spa days and, and everything else as well. And one of the most unique uh aspects of this resort is number one you're a public seaplane uh seaplane base we are yes you have a grass strip on property we do uh and you have an on-site seaplane school we do <laughs> yeah yeah mary alverson with wings over water you can come in and get a seaplane rating with mary so this is really amazing i don't know if i can't think of another property that is a registered public seaplane base has a grass strip and has a seaplane school on site i mean that's Absolutely. just incredible and uh it's large <laughs> yeah yeah it is one unique thing with the seaplane school i started talking with uh, jesse starks and just a little bit over over the seaplane weekend and we're uh working on experience in which you can come in and fly with uh, lake country air and uh, get checked out get your multi in the beach 18 while you're staying at madden's as well Oh, that that's that's just incredible. We're talking like a thousand acres and three hundred rooms or something like that. Yeah, we have a thousand developed acres and uh, three hundred rooms here at Madden's. Wow, that is just spectacular. Uh, and some of the fine dining, which we uh, imbibed in last night. Uh, here we are in Minnesota, and we were eating uh, fresh oysters and escargot, and <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. So it was it was great. Um, so this is really unique. And, and on top of this, you've made the facility, you know, you've really gone out of your way to welcome the seaplane community for events like the MSPA Safety Seminar. But you also have manufacturers coming up here and bringing their customers up uh, when they're selling their aircraft and, and ringing them out on their uh, first experience as an aircraft owner with a new airplane. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, everybody knows that Whip Air, they are just absolutely first class. And, um, and they, do, uh, they do bring their clients up from time to time to enjoy a lunch. Uh, they send a lot of folks that buy their new floats up to this area, um, whether it's with their pilot or with, uh, with their chief pilot, Dale. Um, they just do an absolutely fantastic job, and uh, it really shows through their customer service. Yeah, and Mary Alverson is also a field director uh, for us, uh, for the Seaplane Association, which is great. Have you flown the uh, Beach 18 yet? 
I did have a chance to fly the Beach 18 with uh, with Randy. Absolutely, it was it was uh, a once in a lifetime experience. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> so I really look forward to that. You know, there's very few places that people can actually earn a multi C rating. If you can encourage them to come here and operate out of the resort, I think it's going to be a great uh, situation because number one, they're going to have a great property to. Uh, relax on and be on when they're doing their rating when they're not flying but it's just such a spectacular location Um, the lakes around here tell me or tell our listeners a little bit about gall lake and and just how many different lakes and opportunities there are here in the local area because i i you know coming from florida where we have lakes all over 800 lakes in our county um, we're in the land of 10,000 lakes here but there are there's just water everywhere There really is. There really is. That's the beautiful part about it. When we're flying seaplanes in this area, you're always over water. Um, And there are just some real treasures in this area when it comes to various islands that are that are uh, owned by the by the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources and have campsites on them. You can fly into those uh, toss. You know, they all have uh, small grills on them. You can toss a burger on the grill and uh, sit in the middle of the lake with your float plane and and uh, enjoy the day. Uh, you can also fly north of here. Brainerd is just a great uh, outlet to adventure for uh, northern Minnesota. You can uh, depart Brainerd, and uh, depending on what you're flying, if you're in a de Havilland Beaver, you'll get up to the Canadian border to, like tomorrow. But if you're in something a little faster, like a Super Cub, um, kidding. I was going to say, kidding. You can you can make it up. The, you, you, you can make it to over to the Apostle Islands, Isle Royal, International Falls. You can go up to Tower, um, and uh, there's in between here and there. There's an awful lot of great spots for uh, whether you're looking for a restaurant, whether you're looking for campsites, whatever you might be looking for uh, with your seaplane. Uh, and these areas all have fuel available. Yeah, and you were mentioning there, you know, again, like Florida, you have a lot of fly-in restaurant destinations that you can fly out to here on a daily flight uh, from the resort. Absolutely. The Minnesota Seaplane Pilots Association puts out a list of uh, seaplane-friendly restaurants, and I find that to be a, a, a really accurate and good list. And you can also find that on our app, the Water Landing Directory app, which is amazing because we work with them to make sure that our lists match. And uh, so that's really good. And so as we talk about all this, Isle Royale really grabbed my attention because you were mentioning one of the unique features about Isle Royale. It's, it's kind of a unique destination because of what you see when you go there. It, it really is unique. Um, you can you know, look, uh, look up Isle Royale on a map and uh, just even the shape of the island will capture your attention. Um, this island is very, very unique. It's owned by the... Uh, the U.S. U.S. Forest Service, um, and it, I have to explain this correctly. It has the uh, largest uh, density of moose for that landmass size. Uh, there are a tremendous amount of moose out there. They have a local wolf population helping keep that moose population in check. Um, and you can fly. They do have a seaplane dock at Isle Royal. It's uh, it's probably good to uh, notify the uh, U.S. Forest Service, but they seem to be very friendly about it. Or you can call over to Grand Marais, and uh, they're happy to help out any pilot that's going in there for the first time. Um, there's a commercial operator that goes out of uh, Grand Marais over to Isle Royal. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, 
we've been kind of talking before we started recording today um, of my interest of doing a member adventure here and some of these locations and opportunities we're talking about look really conducive to one of the Seaplane Pilots Association member adventures, which is something we're going to be working on. So because I would love to bring a, a group of we see the Minnesota crowd come here for the safety seminar, but I would like to bring people here from around the country that haven't been here because I don't know that you know, a lot of people realize what a beautiful and, and incredibly great location Minnesota is for seaplane flying. And you have one of the largest seaplane pilot populations in the country within Minnesota. You have the second largest regional uh, seaplane association in MSPA, and they're super uh, aggressive uh, on advocacy, like doing the safety seminars. So there is, and and you have the largest float manufacturer in the world here in the uh, in the state of Minnesota as well. So there is a lot of sea. This is a very seaplane centric region. Absolutely, it. Uh, you know, one one really unique thing that I've started noticing, Steve, is that with our seaplane event that we host every year, people are bringing their wives. Um, all of a sudden, the wives are. This is the trip that they that they come on, and uh, one of those region one of those reasons is is that within the local area, we are a small community. We are a congregation of small communities, um, and we have the Nis- Brainerd, Nisswa, Pequot areas that have just. Uh, uh, great shopping and great outdoor events and festivals in the summertime um, on any given weekend. Uh, and they love doing, well, we are talking seaplanes. They love going and doing that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's just an awful lot to do in this area, whether it comes down to the Gulf, whether it comes down to going out and enjoying one of the uh, local breweries. There's four local breweries in this area. Um, enjoying the restaurants, uh, enjoying one of the, uh, you know, going out for a little adventure and going out for a hike in the, uh, in the state, in the, uh, state park that's just right down the road from here. There's a very large state park, Pillsbury State Forest. Um, zip lining I saw was another, uh, activity. Yep. (laughs) There's zip lining, you know, and there's a common theme to the Brainerd Lakes area and, uh, that is outdoors. Uh, we try and get everything that we can uh, outdoors because that's where we want to be in the summertime with it. You know, our average temperature in the summertime is probably that, you know, 75 degree area. It's not, uh, wow, that's it's amazing. not, it's not going to roast. It's not roasting hot and it's, it's just perfect. It's just a perfect temperature all summer long. Um, so that's kind of June, June through the middle of September right now time period. Wow, uh, seventy-five degrees in the height of summer as an average temperature. Yeah, yeah. You know, now it, I know where to it, abandon Florida and yeah, come to. <laughs> yeah, maybe, you know, July fourth, we do get in the high eighties, but not for long. Um, yeah. Not for long, and uh, it makes just for uh, makes for great outdoor experiences. And do you have leafers come for the change of season? I mean. Yeah, so that's we are as 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 is a lot of the lot of the, much of the country. We're in a little bit of a drought right now, so uh, we were we're just in the beginning of our leaf change season right now, as you've probably been seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, that it, that starts in the beginning of October. Wow. Okay, which would be exactly when we would plan to probably come here with the yeah. uh, member adventure. So, uh, because it, it just gives us one more opportunity to enjoy things. So. We work a lot with Minnesota DNR and Jason Jensen, who was here over the weekend uh, as well. And we're typically working environmental issues, the, the largest uh, being um, aquatic invasive species that we do a tremendous amount of work on. 
But I think it's also commendable to say that uh, you guys are an eco-friendly or a green-friendly facility as well when it comes to uh, the grounds. Absolutely, yes. Sustainability is one of our core values, and uh, I really appreciate what Jason does for uh, seaplane advocacy. Um, and uh, we, what is sustainability is one of our core values at Madden's. And uh, when we put in sustainability as a core value, we started looking at what are the things that we do to be sustainable. Uh, my grandfather stood on the first tee with me at one point, and he said, look around you. Blue water is much more valuable than even oil. Just look around you. Keep this water blue, Ben. Keep this water blue. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that would have been in probably the uh, the mid-1990s. Uh, so we do not use nitrates um, on our golf course. We prescribe to a, um, uh, a philosophy called the Greenway Program. And you can go online and look up the Greenway Program, but it is the oldest form of taking care of a golf course. And uh, it's how they do it on St. Andrews. Um, they did not have all this new technology back then. And basically, we, we, we stress grass is what we do. Okay. And uh, lo and behold, we wind up with a better playing a surface. A hardier grass. Uh, yeah, and the surfaces are beautiful here. Yeah, so uh, not only do we not, not, use, not use nitrates, we water less to stress the grass. Uh, we put a little bit of iron on the course, which is a uh, which is considered a growth regulator for the grass. Wow! So yeah. uh, it it really has turned out to be uh, we're running the mowers less, we're running the big pumps less, and we're not pumping nitrates in once a year. Uh, you know, it, it, resorts get picked on a little bit, and uh, once a year we have a survey done, um, and they come over and they do. A, uh, a it's basically a system in which they are able to test nitrate uh, nitrate water levels in different areas, and we have that done for the south side of Gull Lake, which is a very large area. And anytime a community member comes to me and says, "Resorts, you're you're killing our <laughs> yeah. lake," I say, "Well, I've been here since 1929. Um, that's probably not the case." And then I pop up that picture, and uh, you'll see uh, that around Madden's we have zero red spots. And uh, around the private homes, you'll see a bright red spot where the nitrates from their fertilizers are going down into the lake. And that's and, what I was going to stress is a lot of the golf course property is in an area where it would directly run off into the lake and it would encourage algae growth and, and weed growth. You guys are not contributing to that at all. No, <laughs> no. And we, uh, there's several other, there's, you know, there's several other resorts um, on Gull Lake as well. And they grab onto that same philosophy now that we've shown that, hey, this does work. And uh, to get private residences onto that as well. Hey, we talk a lot about uh, what seaplanes can do environmentally. Um, very, very, very low impact. We don't carry around zebra mussels and things of that sort. Uh, which could be a misconception. Um, seaplanes are very, very friendly, but if we can get everybody to stop pumping nitrates into the lake, hey, it's a bonus. Yeah, and so the average resident that has a house that's fertilizing their yard doesn't realize that they're actually doing more damage than you are. Right, and they pick on me. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't appreciate that because yeah. you're doing everything you can and you're spending a lot of money and your employees are, are going above and beyond to do that and you deserve a lot of credit for that. So I think the, the one of the last things I want to talk about is you just did an epic journey in your new seaplane. Absolutely, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. We uh, 
uh, friend Brad Thornburg. Uh, Brad's an Instagrammer. Many seaplane pilots might know who he is. Um, uh, typically a guy in a super cub that I convinced into going in on a Husky with me. <laughs> and uh, we went up to Portland, Maine and uh, picked up a Husky in Sanford, Maine. And went Sanford to Albany that evening, and then we went Albany direct Brainerd the next day. It was uh, it was a great adventure, but like so many things with aviation, we we just felt blessed with the number of great people we met along the way at these uh, small airports that we stopped into. That's kind of my rule. I love going into the small airports, and uh, you know whether it's uh, we we met a local mechanic at Guaga that helped us out with a small oil leak. You know, just a great guy. Uh, and gave us the local knowledge on flying the south side of Lake Erie. And we went from that into over into Michigan, a little bit through Canada, over Michigan, and then uh, went up north towards Beaver Island and uh, Mackinac Island area. Mackinac and, Island, and, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, cut back down into, into Minnesota. And we did that. And we, so we went uh, Albany, Brainerd in one day. Which was uh, which was a haul, but with the two of us, we it was uh, it was a lot of fun. And boy, that they're right. That uh, Stu Horn is right. That Husky is a really really comfortable airplane. Um, you know, legs were never falling asleep. The ergonomics of the seats were were it was it was a lot of fun. Pretty awesome. Yeah, we just had an opportunity. A lot of our listeners have already heard the the episode where um, we uh, just featured a, the Husky on the cover of Waterflying Magazine. Yeah, it was on the 500th set of 2100 floats, and uh, we got to enjoy flying it. And uh, how? What was your average leg on a cross country like that? As far as fuel, was it two hundred and fifty miles or so? What, what was what, what was your target leg uh, between fuel stops? Oh boy, um, nautical mile wise, uh, you know we our longest leg was four and a half hours. Okay, in it that's a pretty long leg yeah. actually. Yeah, it, it, and it, it was a long leg. Um, we it, 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 we had our fuel reserves and everything of that sort. Had to go up high to get that fuel burned down. But, uh, but yeah, that was our first leg and our longest leg. And after that, we flew uh, three-hour legs. Wow, yes. Uh, three hours is about what I shoot at in the Super yeah. Cub. And everywhere you stop on a ramp with an Anfib airplane, you draw a crowd and, and you have to add in some extra time because everywhere you go, you're going to enter, enter uh, conversations with people that want to talk to you about your airplane. <laughs> It's, it, you know, sometimes the attention is, is, is fun because, uh, yeah, if you're like us, when we went into Guaga, the mechanic came out and he said, oh my gosh, a Husky Amphib, what do you guys need? How can I help you? And, uh, it, you wow, get special yeah. love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, we, we encountered that, uh, we actually picked my super cub up in, uh, Portland, Maine as well. And as we were talking about, flew it down to Florida when I first purchased it and we were going to try to kind of go up there to Greenville this year with it and then come here. But we only had a three-day window, and with weather as we're experiencing today, uh, that would have been uh, pretty uh, difficult to do. So hopefully we get that my airplane up here next year. But uh, I just love the fact that here you are managing a very complex and, and resort with a beautiful property, a very large property, and yet you're still taking the time out to make aviation an important part of your life and flying seaplanes and flying something like a Husky, you know, a, a real, I hate to say it, a real pilot's airplane. Yeah, I, it's, a, aviation is just, it, it's so huge to, uh, you know, I, I'm the third generation, the generation that screws it up, hopefully not, but. Um, <laughs> not so far. Yeah, not so far, and uh, my father's the one that got me into aviation, um, he's the he he ran the company for the second generation, 
And uh, the entire time I've been here, um, there has been a seaplane on property. When I grew up, I grew up flying a uh, 206 with them. And those were just some of the best, they are some of the best times uh, when we're able to just step away from the resort for a second and uh, go out and enjoy aviation. Uh, just go out for those evening flights or a trip or whatever it might be. Uh, just some of the best memories involve aviation. Well, next year when I come up with my Super Cub, we're going to have to uh, go fly each other's airplanes, and I'm really looking forward to that. I'm in. So uh, I, one more time, would like to thank you for all the hospitality that you and your employees extend to the seaplane community, making this an incredibly seaplane-friendly destination. I would like to encourage our owner-operator listeners that are listening to this podcast to consider coming to Madden's uh, for uh, one of their adventures and and one of their destinations. And we at the Seaplane Pilots Association are going to try to uh, craft a member adventure where we come visit um, this lovely resort and enjoy this area. So, Ben, Ben, uh, from Madden's Resort uh, here on Gall Lake, you can look up Madden's on Gall Lake on the internet, and you'll get a, a you'll get a feel of what this incredible uh, property is like. Uh, but until then, I'd like to thank you one more time for making time out of your busy day, hosting us all weekend uh, with all of our aircraft and our crazy pilot hijinks that terrorize the property at times. <laughs> I, I think I started it. <laughs> yeah, Matter of fact, should we tell uh, the listeners uh, what you had in your office this morning when you walked in? <laughs> well, yeah, it's uh, it was a lot of fun, so we'll talk about it a little bit. Um, last year, um, Charlie from Whip Air, uh, brought up a very large inflatable airplane, and uh, they hung out on it, had a good time. It's a huge raft, and so we thought, hey, this year, just as a prank, let's put this in uh, the Minnesota Seaplane Pilot Association's uh, uh, Steve Getter's room, and so it pretty much filled his entire room with one big raft. <laughs> After we inflated it, and uh, I came into my office this morning, and lo and behold, a giant raft was inflated in my office. So large so that the wing extended out the door. I had to, at Steve's, I had to open up the drawer and jump off the balcony to get out of there. It was great fun, great fun. So, oh God, it's always a pleasure, Ben. Thank you so much for making time again to come on the podcast. I love coming here. I'm just thrilled to have you on the podcast today. I can't wait to organize a trip here. And again, encourage the members to look up Madden's on Gall Lake. Thank you so much. Until next time, I hope you've enjoyed this very special episode uh, on the fly out at uh, Madden's Resort in Minnesota. And uh, clear skies and blue waters, my friends. We'll see you. We are so glad you joined us today. If you like today's show, I highly encourage you to join the Seaplane Pilots Association and become a member of the largest seaplane community in the world. Members receive Water Flying, the only full-color glossy magazine dedicated to the seaplane community. And it's available in both printed and digital form. Your membership also includes access to the Water Landing Directory app, which has the Seaplane Flight School directory and a calendar of seaplane events, not only here in the United States, but around the world. The association hosts regular educational workshops, safety seminars, and gatherings for seaplane pilots and anyone with a passion for seaplanes. 
So look us up online at seaplanes.org. Join our community and support our mission of protecting and promoting water flying. 